0: My name is Abdul Jalil, you're listening to AJ's London podcast and um, alhamdulillah yeah this is my second podcast uh, I had one last week, um, it was around racism um, amongst Muslims, I thought it was just an important topic to discuss really And but what I didn't do, I didn't give, give an introduction about me and about the podcast and what I'm trying to do um, and how this whole idea of podcast came about, so let me give you let me tell you a little bit about me I guess um, so my name is Abdul Jalil. Uh, people call me AJ because that's my initials. It's a name I've had from school, and it just carried on throughout my whole life. Even though I tried to move away from it, um, I'm a family man. Uh, got three kids, um, and yeah, my professional background. I guess I work with in the youth sector. That's my kind of profession. Been at it for quite some time, and. Um, and I guess you get to know my interests and hobbies as I kind of do more and more podcasts um and know a bit a little bit about me um what do I like uh I have an interest in definitely around Islamic studies Islamic literature as well same thing reading um and what else i'm into uh a little bit of sports but not as much would love to be a bit more fit um and have a bit more healthy lifestyle, which I want to do, actually. Um, and what else? Um, and just trying out different things, you know, just being courageous and trying out new things and being, uh, like, adapting to times and so forth. I'm not afraid to change and adapt to times. And so, like, yeah, that's that's. A, I guess that's a little bit about me. Um, so why this podcast and why AJ London? So AJ London, obviously, AJ is my initials. London was just where I'm based where I'm from so I was born in London family um, heritage is from Bangladesh and so like I had all these different names <laughs> like I was trying to come up with different names for my podcast and I felt like I was just trying I don't know just had different feedback and then so I was like oh why don't you just go with like your social like Instagram page I was like okay you know what let me just yeah I might just run with that actually so I decided to run with that and um, so yeah, hopefully we could try and build on that. Um, so yeah, that's I guess a little bit about me and a little bit about the podcast. So the idea of the podcast, like why, why did I decide to do a podcast? So you had the COVID-19 lockdown and in my mind I was thinking, okay, you know what, people going to be at home. People are going to be, you know, spending more time online um, and listening to different things. I thought, you know what? Let me try and put an alternative out there um, as a Muslim. Try and put together a Muslim podcast where people can benefit, and and this was kind of back of like I started to do this like one minute reminders on like my social media page, and and the minute, like I posted like a minute video just encouraging people in terms of like pushing themselves in Ramadan. And it was okay, it was good. I was a bit worried because I think like how much time is gonna take over from me. Um so I need to be like disciplined. And I wanted to have like a minute video every day and it'll be like a plot like a planting seed, I guess. You know, and you just plant a seed, um, you know, and just let it grow over the you know, over the days. And um I wanted to do it for thirty days. So I did it I think like nineteen, eighteen, ninety days. Alhamdulillah like you know, it's really good. You know, I try to keep content quite unique, and um and yeah, just wanted to like tackle issues, tackle like pick up topics that I think people can relate to, Um and just be kind of like positive mindset. Like that's what I wanted to achieve. Um And obviously, the last ten days came. Kind of decided to focus on my last ten days, and I kind of left it there. And it has, and I had a break, had some time to think about, it and I just thought, you know what? I've been talking about doing a podcast since last year. You know, I've been trying to get together a team, trying to get a creative team, trying to, like, you know, put some content out there. It didn't happen because I think, like, there's a lot of stuff happening with the podcast. You know, a lot of, like, materials. There's a lot of um, shows. And I was in two minds. And then afterwards, I realised, you know what? Like, let me just run with it, you know, because it's something that is within my capability. Like, I could, like i could hold a conversation i could talk and you know i'm quite observant quite reflective i have loads of different discussions with people how can i put it together i package it on a podcast you know and um and so i thought you know what let me let me run with it and i think you know just having a podcast i call it like an islamic podcast because you know we talk about like not trying to have a a converse, you know have a discussion that we end up losing like the appeal we want to have like a conversation that's related to like everyday people the challenges they have you know and and that's kind of like a burning issue for them so that was a whole reason why i had this kind of podcast so at the moment you're hearing just me um because i'm just trying to push it out there But hopefully, inshallah, I could try and have other guests and bring my kind of social network and and people who are kind of like fascinated by and interested. And these are from different for like, you know, Mashaikh and like, you know, senior brothers and like people in the community and different activists. And so I've got, I feel like I've got a wide range of social network and then just kind of link into that and bring it together. And there's also people out on social media, you know, like, you know, I've been following for a long time and. You know, reading their stuff and love to invite them in and just to kind of question them and and have like a fruitful discussion so that's where I really want to um, be in my podcast so my podcast is really for anyone who's like interested in like developing their faith developing themselves sharing their life experience and growing just as like as Muslims you know so I've got like a list of content I want to put out Um I didn't want to obviously I'm just being mindful like I don't want to just have you know, a negative discussion, a negative topic. Really, I wanted to have, like, definitely around encouraging people and, you know, having, like, a positive discussion, you know, that are, like, topics are serious as well and important, but definitely, like, relatable. And people just have their takeaways when they listen to it. They've got things to take away from, from it as well. So that's what I want to be. That's what I want to take it, inshallah. And that could only happen from, you know, support from you guys. So like you guys need to like it, you guys need to comment on it, you guys need to share it, you know. Um, because this is like this journey, this project could only happen through first and foremost from the success from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he has to, you know, you know, may Allah make us sincere in what we do. And secondly, the means is obviously from you guys who like if you guys benefited and so forth, share it, get other people on it. Um and yeah let's try and inshallah make this kind of beneficial so today's kind of topic um i want to discuss is really around um what's the content today so today yeah so today was a really i wanted to talk about was um like post ramadan because i think it's like i'm looking around there's not much discussion around it so we had like you know post ramadan and where did this kind of idea this topic came about so you know, I met out with so I had alhamdulillah, we had Ramadan and um I met out with some family members, you know, and obviously it was outdoors and social distancing and all that. And um and I was asking you know, how was their Ramadan? Like how was your Ramadan and just trying to get the experience and so forth. And and the feedback they gave was, you know, they really kind of benefit from Ramadan like, immensely. And I was like, okay, mashallah, like, you know and um, because normally like some people sometimes people come out of Ramadan they're quite negative and they feel like you know they they could have did more they wish they did more and you know focus on a bit more and they had all this kind of distraction but Alhamdulillah like the feedback I had from them they were like like yeah this Ramadan was amazing Alhamdulillah it was really like really focused and I was like Wow, like so I was asking like you know what was you know again like <laughs> my coaching skills in, like I was like what made you th- what would you think that was the factors of that that you know that that feeling that you had and just that positive um kind of impact coming out of Ramadan and um and I think like obviously we're discussing, and one of the conclusions we've come to was the fact that you know I think with the covid nineteen lockdown, they felt like their life stopped. Because, you know, due to the COVID-19, there were restrictions and most people were working from home. Uh, some were off work. And this, I guess, allowed that time for them to really put their focus on Ramadan. You know, um, you know they, they were sharing experience in terms of like they were praying together as a family. Um, they didn't have no life distractions. Um, and they became a lot more conscious and really focus on the most important thing in life, which is the life of life in the hereafter. So there was like there was no worldly pursuit. You know, no one was chasing time, and and I think also the fact that, and I was sharing this as well that I think COVID nineteen really would really shake shaken people's soul and really got to the core because, you know, you're hearing, you're watching the news, you're following the news, and you're hearing the death rates of that's taking place and you're thinking about you know you're thinking about yourself and you're thinking about your loved ones and then you start thinking about death and you're thinking that if I were to die right now what would be the outcome and sometimes we live in life and we all do kind of live with life as if death is so far-fetched and the you know and it's so far away but in this situation and just like any other situation as well obviously depending how you look at it is that death is really was just outside the door. And that had an effect on how they really benefit from Ramadan, which I think, alhamdulillah, you know, and and it, and from my personal experience, like this was one of the, alhamdulillah, like one of the best Ramadan I've experienced, definitely. You know, we call it um, uh, lockdown, COVID-19 lockdown. And uh, one of the mashayikh was saying that they call it a spiritual seclusion. And I thought, oh, that's so beautiful. And it's so true because I felt like Ramadan was that. Like, you know, I didn't, I kind of was like regiment in terms of my timing and just really benefit from Ramadan. Alhamdulillah, I was off work. So normally I'm working during Ramadan, especially if it's during, the summer, during the summer period. And um, and I normally take off the last few days of Ramadan just to kind of focus. But Alhamdulillah, this time I got to really experience like Ramadan full month. And, you know, obviously it was a little different because we, I didn't experience Ramadan with the masjid, which is normally the case every year. But still, nevertheless, like it was just an amazing experience. And obviously I'm thinking about this, coming out of Ramadan and thinking about the buzz and the amazing kind of experience that Ramadan, alhamdulillah, gave. But what kind of led to kind of my thinking is really what the heart of like, the topic is today, is the Ramadan, like, post Ramadan syndrome, I guess, that's what I like to call it. Because I was thinking about all these family members and I'm really happy that like, they've experienced a positive Ramadan and, and alhamdulillah, they made, like, the really being sincere and trying to be committed to make these changes. But I just think like how they're gonna manage with the real reality of challenges that they're gonna go through, In post Ramadan And I was looking at Okay what are the kind of things that people go through You know And um, and one of the things I've I've come up with a couple And people can share their own thoughts as well Um, And I think the first one I came up with Was the Ramadan dip Yeah post Ramadan dip You know we, we experienced this Amazing Ramadan That we had And you know and it was just like, we've come out of it, alhamdulillah, like on a really good high. Um, and then as the weeks go along, as we go along, as as the weeks start appearing, our iman and our kind of, you know, our feeling, I guess, you know, goes down. And, you know, what when I say that feeling, what is that feeling? I'm talking about, you know, really what the purpose of Ramadan is, is taqwa is having, you know, where is our taqwa in post-Ramadan? You know, how do we maintain that consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how do we continue that after Ramadan? And this really should be like, um, sometimes as soon as Ramadan, we come to end of Ramadan and weeks go by, sometimes we started to see the, begin- the start of the drop of our, kind of taqwa but we don't really like pay attention to it and we really like and then we end up becoming before Ramadan where we go back to kind of old ways, old habits, we become very unaware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we become very negligence towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so we kind of need to check ourselves and bring ourselves back on track inshallah And I feel like it's the, the earliest moment is now not like in three months or four months or six months it's now to realize because he was only around the corner ramadan was only on like yeah it's a few weeks away and it's got a few days now to the end of shawwal but ramadan was only around the corner so we still have uh, that remnants still within us that feeling is still with us we could you know take our mind go back to that moment it's so you know it's not too far away and so, how do we kind of bring ourselves back on track in terms of our taqwa and in terms of our ibadah? I think the first thing we need to know that you know, having the Ram- the post ramadan dip, this is something that's natural, like it's going to happen, because we know from our like understanding of iman, you know, iman is something that increases through good actions, and iman is something decreases bad actions and just generally the attentiveness from the heart and so when we kind of involved in like ibadah and interaction with people in ramadan and the atmosphere of ramadan is there when that kind of disappears the atmosphere of that consciousness of ramadan when that isn't that 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 scaffolding is not there after ramadan naturally you kind of drop a little bit yeah, that's a natural thing. But the question is like, how do you manage the dip? How do you manage post Ramadan dip? And you know, where do you, how do we you know and what and how do we measure the dip? So we what we need to do is really go back, put ourselves back before Ramadan, and assess where were we before Ramadan? You know, and where were we? Like where were we when we when we left Ramadan? So I like so I'm gonna give you a little activity, yeah. So imagine now, imagine you have a scale, te, uh, zero to ten. Zero feeling completely void, absent, empty. I didn't have ten, which is high, yeah. And you define the score. Each score you define what you think it is. What you what you. Or you, whatever that case may be, yeah. If you like, so and then I want to give you this scenario on how to measure, yeah. So, imagine that you if you entered Ramadan feeling like a three and you left Ramadan feeling like a, a nine, it would be natural to have a dip between eight and seven. I would say that's natural, yeah. But what would be alarming if you were to drop to three and four. And that can be a type of burnout. And there's like my kind of reflection on why we end up becoming in three or four, yeah? So what we need to do is make sure that when we come out of Ramadan, we don't have a massive dip, but we stay within the average, yeah? So if, for example... You left Ramadan, and you would rate yourself as a eight in terms of your ibadah and your taqwa and your interaction with Muslims and so forth. Yeah, you rate yourself at eight. Then I will say that try and manage yourself where you stay within the six and seven. Yeah, stay within that. Yeah, and maybe a bit. Maybe if you want to have a, a little bit like these these numbers are like subjective yeah i'm just trying to paint you a picture in terms of staying where we reasonable where it would be reasonable for you because the main point is you don't have a massive dip because when you have a massive dip trying to get to the top number becomes even more difficult because what people do they fluctuate they go from you know from low then they go to high then they go low again. Then they go to high. And you see kind of their own personal life. That's how they are. Because they haven't managed that sustainability and having sustained in terms of their ibadah and their iman having that sustained. So I would say like if you could be within an average, which is like I said, you left Ramadan 8 and you're staying within 6 and 9. And that, sorry, not 6 and 9, 6 and 7, that six and seven should include, and this is a must, like obligatory. And this actually should be in all kind of, you know, at least top like three, four. Like even within from, it should be at least include, which is praying your obligations. Like these are something that you should definitely, definitely need to be, you know, continuing on praying your obligations, and all the other things which is the sunnah. Like for example, praying your twelve unit of sunnah, praying salatul Doha, being consistent on reciting a portion of the Quran, doing the azkar. You know, um, and you know, sharing goodness um, and looking out for others and the interaction with others because you know you have to measure that and aspirations and so forth. Because a high level, I would say, that's more of an aspiration. Giving back to the community, giving back to the to the to the wider society. You know, that's something more high level. Um, once you've kind of you know really worked on yourself and. So where you want to be is, like I said, is the average, yeah? And not trying to be having that low number where you kind of left, yeah, and struggle because Ramadan is really supposed to like kickstart the change, right? Kickstart the change is supposed to be like that igniting you, that give you that spark to where you think, you know what, I'm going to continue going. And that's where really kind of we need to be maximising Ramadan and utilise Ramadan. You know, don't allow yourself to be, like, you know, within a, in a short period of time, you know, you allow your heart to become hard again and become rusty and then you continue on and then you're, like, wait till next Ramadan, like, how Ramadan goes by between, like, year after year, so quickly, you know. So don't allow yourself to, like, have that dip or go back to old habits, Use this Ramadan to really make that change. And go back to, you know, think about all those times where you was, um, you know, made promises to yourself and made commitments to yourself in terms of, you know, these are the things I want to work on. These are the things I need to change. These are the things that will make me better as a better Muslim. These are the things that's really going to build my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have that focus. Go back to those conversations you had. Go back to those internal thoughts, those mentalizations that you had. I know these are big words, but like in terms of like mentalization, I know sometimes you do something and then you have that second thought where you think, you know, like, oh, Abdujilin, you need to work on this. Like, Abdujilin, you need to, this is really what's going to benefit you. Go back to those kind of positive thinking that you had. Don't allow yourself to return back to old habits. You know, and... This is actually the advice from the Qur'an Where you had a woman There was a woman in Mecca And she used to, uh, you know, uh, spin Like, to spin around threads Tightly, strong And then what she do? She would just undo it And Allah subhanahu ta'ala mentioned this In Surah Nahal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you know, like like her who undoes the thread which she has spun after it's become strong. So don't be like that woman who kind of like does all that effort, do that hard kind of, she's you know, spinning your thread and then all of a sudden, you know, you just undo it after Ramadan. Don't be like that person. Be that person that, you know what, I want to use this in Ramadan. And I'm gonna use this to kind of like push myself forward to to build that relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have high goals, have high aspirations, you know, being better with with ourselves. That's what we kind of need to have. And to continue, I guess, is that to have that longevity, um, and that sustaining that that kind of mindset, I guess, and sustaining that. You know, taqwa is being consistent. You know, being consistent. It's not about doing the large amount and it's not about doing the massive, you know, like actions. It's about doing those consistent, small, consistent deeds. It's about doing the things that are easy for you, that are accessible for you. But you do it consistently, and this is actually from the advice from the Prophet Muhammad, you know, where he said, You know, oh people, you know, you must do whatever you can in terms of good deeds, for Allah does not get tired until you get tired. And the most beloved of these to Allah is those which are continuous, even if they are little. And this advice, subhanAllah, is so. Amazing because this really gives us manageable actions, like telling us the things that are manageable for us. So if we are, you know, if we could, you know, look at f- after we fulfilled our obligations, and then we focus on those actions that are highly emphasized, which is praying the sunan, you know, praying salatul Daha, praying witr, yeah. These are highly doing the azkar. You know, these things really, if we focus on these actions, obviously these are quite individual actions, being consistent on that, that will have a massive change. Just spending like for example, you know, doing the adhkar. Like how many of us really, after salah, we just jump up and we just go back without actually spending any moment of time just sitting down in your spot, you know, just being focused, being present. In your dhikr that you do after salah You know how many of us really recite ayat al Or you know the three calls after salah And these are small d's These are very very small d's These are just like coming off your tongue But and but we're not consistent on it Because you know when we like In a different environment You know we, we, we like chasing time Right I always use the term chasing time because you're only doing it quickly so you could catch the next activity but we're never present in that activity so what we need to do is like really be consistent and do small and then that would help us be present in it so like just so I would say definitely like having think about your think about your um capability and the things that you know definitely like I said the, the obligation that's like a must right that's you know These are like non negotiable, yeah, your obligations. And then your sunnah, yeah, the things that are from the sunnah. Um, Definitely your interactions, like even, for example, interactions, you know, keeping relationships, being consistent, you know, with your family, your friends, how they are doing, you know, supporting them, you know, advising them, you know, giving them your shoulder. To kinda lean on and speak to you, like see what's going on. You now being consistent with that. So whatever it is, even if it's like charity work, wherever it is, that like, keep it small and consistent. And that is really what's I would say what's more manageable and really sustainable for you to go like kind of move forward. Um one of the other things as well I'd say I've only got a couple of points to be honest is I think when we come out of Ramadan our mindset change because we come out of Ramadan with the mindset of like you know what I did so much and alhamdulillah like I really pushed myself for Ramadan so now it's a period of rest and what happens when we have that mindset of that's a period of rest our mind kind of slips back into oh I'm gonna just like settle just do the minimum I'm not going to push myself. I'm just going to do just a minimum, inshallah, and that will just get me into Jannah. And really, that like, this mindset is, like, devastating to people. I've seen it. Because what happens is when you have this mindset, they don't kind of encourage themselves to do good, you know. And, and really, that's not, like... That's not the mindset of the believers that's not the mindset of the Muslim because a Muslim mindset is I've got a short window just like Ramadan you know if you look at Ramadan we have a short window 30 days 29 to 30 days I gotta do as much good deeds I gotta really really do as much as I can but if you flip it outside Ramadan you should think you know what I have an average 50 60 years an average maybe even shorter so you want to have that mindset now i want to do as much good deeds as i can for this Ramadan like in this period in this lifespan you know don't have that kind of like you know um i'm just gonna just gonna take it easy and just do the bare minimum you know that's not really the mindset you know the mindset of the believer as i mentioned is when you're here after focus when you're hereafter centric in your worldview, in your attitude, you do as much as you can within that period. You could do as much as you can. You could get those rewards very, very easily in a day if you plan your day ahead. And one of my, like one of my mashaykh, one of the teachers told me really quite an amazing kind of reflection. He said like you'll never find in the, in the text Encouraging you to do the minimum you never find in, in, in the Quranic text That is encouraging you to do the minimum Rather it encourages you To really work for the hereafter And you can find this in Surah Waqir Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Wasabiqun You know that term That group of people And it's really kind of Pictured as if like It's a race it's a race and that's the kind of mindset that we need to be having is that we need to keep things moving after Ramadan and do as much good deeds as we can and these good deeds should be private ibadah and also public ibadah and when I mean public I mean like you know being involved in charity work or being involved in like community development whatever the case may be but community activism yeah, bettering the society, bettering the community. That's the kind of mindset we need to be having. And these are, can be also ibadah if your intention is for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, you know, going back to, I guess, in terms of the kind of post Ramadan syndrome is, you know, it's a buzzword now, I guess. I don't wanna, I'm quite hesitant to use it, but, you know, It's kind of like using the term goals and vision, you know, and and I think a lot of people are just talking about productivity now. And, you know, most of this, and, and I'm all for it, like setting goals, visions. Like I have goals, I have visions, you know, and I try to have, you know, try to figure out my kind of best working styles and learning styles and productivity. But sometimes some of these discussions that take place, you know, it's, Kind of like worldly achievements. So when I talk about goals and visions to people, I'm talking about, you know, what's your goal for the hereafter? What's your vision that you want to work on in this world that becomes an investment for your hereafter? That's what we need to be talking about. That's what we need to be reflecting like. What is it that I need to be working on? What is it I want to do to be a contribution that would really work in terms of, you know, in favor of me and create that, you know, allow me to receive the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so I could enter into Jannah? What's the legacy? What is it I want to be doing that's going to be contributing, that's going to help our community, you know, develop and grow? whatever segment of society, like, or of the community, whatever. Like, what are we, what do we want to do? And that's really the important aspect because when we talk about hereafter-centric or hereafter-focus and I talk about goals and vision, that's what I'm talking about. It's like having goals and vision that's linked to your hereafter. And that's so important because when you have that, yeah, when you have that you won't allow yourself to be lazy you won't sit in there twiddling your thumb and just thinking you know what I'll just do the payment, minimum I'm okay because when you see others working for Jannah you see others working to build you know to receive the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you don't want to be at the back of the line you don't want to be left behind you want to be the person who also moving forward and that comes down to thinking big don't allow yourself to think small. Think big and achieve big, because you want the what, the highest part of Jannah. You want to attain the, the, the big palaces and all everything that Jannah, the description of Jannah that's explained. That's what you want to attain for, and seeking the pleasure of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, seeking the reward. So you want to make sure that your eyes, like I say, set your eyes on the prize. And that is Jannah. And don't allow anything to distract you. Because and don't and you and you wouldn't allow anything you wouldn't allow yourself to be lazy. And you wouldn't allow anyone to distract you. And you and you wouldn't allow anyone to take away the attention away from what you're working towards is trying to build your place in Jannah. That's what you want to do. And that's why I keep saying keep your eyes on the prize yeah and when you do that you really don't have time to sit down and like i said to you just allow time to pass and three months gone by and four months gone by and you're thinking "Oh, what have i achieved and what have i done you're just living that kind of nine to five and you're just trying to again chase time you know you wouldn't kind of go you wouldn't you wouldn't be trapped in that world yeah so really my kind of summary i guess my whole Discussion is just like three weeks have gone by, alhamdulillah, for Ramadan. I think we've had a chill out time. We've had enough rest. You know, that's another discussion. Is there rest for the Muslims? You know, and I came across this one ayat, I never forget this ayat, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Worship your Lord until there comes to you the certainty, so the hijr. Certainty here is death. So we cannot rest We cannot relax Until Our right foot is in Jannah So we got to keep things moving we got to keep being active after Ramadan And keep our iman firm And our iman And taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Maintain and sustain Nourish it You know And there's so many different ways you could do it is, you know, be in, and that's another discussion, That's maybe that's another session, you know. But one of the things you can do is make dua. That's the main, main thing is make dua. You know, have, you know, we've come, you know, we've left Ramadan, alhamdulillah. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our deeds, accept our Quran, our salah, our Ruku, our sujood, you know. Um, that's the dua that we should be making and also be making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us firm, to keep us heart firm upon his religion, his way. And and that really should be continuously we should be saying that continuously. Because it's hard. It's hard coming out. You come back to reality. Yeah. Come back to reality. But we shouldn't when we say come back to reality, that doesn't allow us to have a defeatist mentality, just thinking of oh what that It's against us, reality. No, we can adapt and we can be resilient, but we need the tools, you know, and we need the tools to have that being resilient in the climate that we're living in, where, you know, we have family, we have duties, we have work, we have so many things going on, but you can still be resilient, you know, and that resilient is one of the key things, like this is just me, I'm not, not, like this is my own kind of like uh, reflection, the key thing is the private ibadah, and I always say this to people: like, get your private ibadah on point. If you allow, if you could manage your time and get time for private ibadah, you'll be successful. Even if you don't become nobody in the public sphere, you will become successful because that's what's really it's about. It's about between you and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and that private ibadah is the moment that no one sees you. And no one needs to know And that's between you and Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala If you could You know Be Consistent with that Whatever portion That's like Even if you like Spend an hour after Isha Or hour after Fajr Or hour after Asr Hour before Maghrib Whatever time And whatever ibadah Spend that time being consistent and if you really want to like, because those are the things really is those private moments, they're the things that's really going to make you grow in taqwa. They're like, you know, water to the plant. They're the nourishment that really going to feed your heart. So I would say like, those are the things that really hold on to. Those are the things that we really focus on and you know and it's a longer like you know we've got got to have this continue we've got to support one another we've got to have this conversation regarding you know coming out of Ramadan and um and you know we all need support we all go through it you know and yeah so that's my kind of like reflection and my you know my take on it today um hopefully inshallah you you know you benefit from it um like I said like share comment um and inshallah we'll try and keep it consistent <laughs> i'll try and do these podcasts consistently you know because it is quite tough because um i live in a small flat and trying to find a time to actually record and also just write down my ideas as well so it's like a lot of production that's involved um but inshallah if people benefit and inshallah you know you know there's there's, there's benefit less, inshallah continue with this um jazallah for listening and inshallah i'll see you at uh the next show جزاك الله خير السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته